0: You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. Welcome back to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. This is Mark Brigman, and uh, as always, i got my sidekick, Mr. Tyler Pittman over there. Tyler, what's going
1: on, man? How are we doing? How are we doing? So we
0: uh, we started today off... On the golf course, man, it's a good way to start the day, right? Can't beat that. Unless you play like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, so now we're back here in the studio looking forward to uh, connecting with more of, uh, more folks out there and sharing some, some information with them. Um, man, let's tell people how they can launch questions into us if they're uh, wanting to throw some topics out here for us to talk about.
1: Yeah, any questions anyone has that is listening, just shoot an email to podcast at partnernomics.com and we will either email you back with an answer or we will answer them on the podcast itself. So we're using Podbean as our our primary
0: podcast hosting service and uh, one of our buddies, Tom Woznoski, you always got to have a a smart aleck one in the crowd, but uh, (laughs) I saw a comment he threw out there about Wiring up some cameras.
1: Yeah. But uh,
0: I don't know, man. I don't know about you, but I've
1: I've got the face for radio. (laughs) I like to think I got one for podcasting. Well, We'll we'll get on camera soon for you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, man. So sometime, well, we've been talking about it. So it's going to be in the evolution probably within the next month or so. We're going to pop up a couple different cameras here. We're still trying to figure out the best route uh, to go with that on the editing and also the capture. We want to make sure it's solid quality. So... We're still doing some research, but it's definitely in the plan. Sometime uh, within the next within the next
1: month or two, we'll launch that out here.
0: But man, uh, so what do we have lined up today, Mister Tyler?
1: Well, today we have you know talking a little bit about the success characteristics of partnerships as you've experienced through your career. You know what leads to successful partnerships, uh, the success pyramid overview which you created. Af- or through your book and developed, so we'll talk about each aspect of it, and then specifically we'll talk about trust and, you know, do a deep dive on the uh, research you've done regarding trust, who you've interviewed, and get your insights on it, so. Sound good. Yeah. Sounds
0: like a Sounds like a full little list of conversations there.
1: Yeah, good information. So we'll start off by you know, when you think of partnership success factors, uh, it's obviously a big, wide range of different things that could go into this. And I just want to ask, what? How do you wrap your head around that big of a topic and really narrow it to the, you know, the success factors?
0: Yeah, so it's probably I'm gonna guess somewhere in the late 2000s 2007 2008 right i was neck deep into this uh, phd program that i was in and as a part of that program we had to do tons and tons and tons of research mm-hmm. and so i was you know in a biz dev role at sprint and, and involved in some really cool really cool partnerships building out new products at that time i think i was leading uh, the business development efforts for sprint tv and I really became fascinated with, with that question, right? Mm-hmm. What are the success characteristics for partnerships? And, um, and so that, that's something I really dug into in, in research. And the way that I wrap my head around it, yeah, because it is, it's a massive, massive topic mm-hmm. and literally dozens and dozens and dozens of reasons of why partnerships fail. But the, the way the approach that I took was one, if you really boil down a partnership, you boil that down, it's it's really it's relationships. It's relationships with people. You right. know, we say um, you know business is about relationships with people. You know, companies don't do business with companies, people do business with people. And so the first kind of lens that I used to look to look at this question was around Relationships. How, you know, what are those success characteristics, those success factors for interpersonal relationships? And then the second lens that I used is, you know, as you think about the partnering process A to Z, I was looking through the lens of pre contract signature process and then post contract signature process, which is really the the management or the, uh, or the operationalization, if you will. And those are the three lenses that I, yeah, the, the way that I try to wrap my head around partnership success.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a broad and big topic that you kind of need to break it down into those segments to really hone in on each one specifically to, you know, know what's, how, how best to succeed. So, uh, so you conducted a, success factors for partnership study you know in the book that you wrote partnernomics and can you tell us a little bit about it and what the study included and your results from it yeah so i was really lucky just over my career to
0: build a strong network with you know some biz dev strategic partner and gurus from really all over the country you know from doing hundreds and hundreds of deals uh, with sprint and, and big companies, you know, so a lot of really smart people with strong insights to, to leverage on that. And so as, as a part of writing the book, Partnernomics, I wanted to do a study to answer this question. You know, what are the top imperatives, if you will, for partnership success? And so I reached out, interviewed, and I built this survey and and reached out to my network of just the partnering ninjas, right? Just these partnering masters, these different executives from, from various companies, and asked them to, to participate. And, you know, whenever we got the results back, it was, I was floored at how consistent the results were. Mm-hmm. And and then basically what we had was um, we, to distill it down, it was trust. It was alignment of, you know, what the two parties are wanting to get out of a relationship. The third was, we called it transparency, but it was really about effective communications. The fourth level was about commitment, but the the general consensus is it's, it's more than just commitment though. you know you need to it has to be like the ultimate commitment, especially mm-hmm. for strategic partnerships because um, strategic partnerships by definition, you're trying to do something really innovative, right something really challenging and you're going against the status quo. and by definition, you're doing something, that has not been done before and you're going to run into challenges conflict you're, you're going to be pushing each other and so commitment has to be an absolute just i'm an I mean, absolute must if you're willing to throw in the throw in the towel whenever times get tough mm-hmm. i mean, you're never going to make it even a second base because you're going to have tough times right so that was the fourth level and then fifth is results i mean you have to have results right out of every relationship you have to get your needs met, whatever mm-hmm. those are and so those are the five uh, components we called them the five imperatives for partnership success and um, man it's it is it has been really fun to put it into a framework and to communicate that and teach it um, over the past several years to to companies
1: right uh, so those characteristics. Uh, put together you know into the success pyramid uh how do how business leaders can they use the framework how can they use it and really leverage it to their organization and implement it into their companies
0: yeah absolutely um so i've i've been lucky and had the opportunity to present to Vistage groups, Rotary groups, uh, CEO forums—you know these different organizations—and typically, what I'll do is put together a presentation that um, that talks about the partnership success pyramid, right? Trust, alignment, transparency—the uh, fourth level. We call it a spirit core, but it's you know then a high, high, high level of commitment.
1: That's the and marine the, in you, right? That's the marine in yeah, me. Yes, sir. That is the marine in me. <laughs>
0: and then uh, to get results, that's the the fifth level. And so the thing that I tell people whenever I present that information is, if if they don't walk away with anything else, understand what the partnership success pyramid is, and before they execute partnerships, use that as the litmus test. Use that to run um, this impending partnership through that test. You know, what is our level of trust? Are we aligned in our cultures and what we're trying to accomplish out of this? Right? right, our goals. I feel like we can effectively communicate with each other. Go through that and use that framework as as a test, and 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 constantly use it as a test. Mm-hmm. You know, not just pre-contract signature, but all the way through the relationship throughout the whole time. Right. Use that.
1: Right. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, the more thought leaders interviews, which we'll talk about in the following podcast that I've watched and specifically the one I'd been cutting recently was the Paul Zak one on trust factors. So it really made me realize the importance of trust specifically in organizations and between people. Uh, why did you choose that to be, you know, the first characteristic on the pyramid?
0: Yeah, because the survey results, yeah, you know, just I, I so I ended up interviewing and working with, gosh, I want to say it was a hundred and six. it was it was just over a hundred um, different business executives that had decades of experience of managing massive partnerships. And the overwhelming response was, trust is number one. Mm-hmm. Trust is the foundation of, of every relationship. And if you don't have trust, you, you don't even need to take the next step. Right. And so, yeah, trust is the foundation of the partnership success pyramid, right? We call it the the first imperative. And, you know, we really tried to then go into finding different resources and really trying to understand more about this whole trust thing, Mm -hmm. getting people to understand, you know, what is it? Why is trust important? How, do, how can we develop more trust within not only our own teams, but within the partnerships? Yep. And How do we assess our levels of trust uh, with, with partners mm-hmm. and, and really use it as, as a tool to increase our effectiveness?
1: Yeah, because I don't think, in my experiences, trust and how to really build trust is talked about enough because it's, I mean, it's prevalent in everyday life just with, you know, relationships, whether it be with family, teammates, you know, colleagues. So to make it the most important factor, or first factor specifically, it definitely is important, you know? Yeah,
0: there was there was a survey that was done, um, I believe it was in 2016 by PricewaterhouseCoopers. And uh, they polled a, a bunch of CEOs and... Um, just asking about trust and trust within their organizations, and fifty-five percent. So over half of these CEOs said that a lack of trust within their own organization was a threat to their growth. Isn't you know, so that of that's these, crazy? Yeah, of these CEOs, mm-hmm. over half of them say that they have, you know, low trust. Mm-hmm. They have low trust organizations. And, and these and, are,
1: these are people that they hired, you know, to. Um, you're supposed that should be the first thing is that you're going to trust that person to get the job done. And man, the fact that over half are saying they can't trust them is, it's a big number. Well, it's trust within, you know, the, it's trust all the way around. It's
0: people, it's employees feeling like they can't trust each other. Mm-hmm. They don't trust management. They don't trust the organization. Um, in general, you know, I think over the past several decades, and Simon Sinek talks about this a lot in, in his content but um, just the way this whole kind of downsizing and just the way that corporations interact with employees and employees interact with corporations, there's loyalty is not what it was 20 or 30 or 40 years ago. Right. You know, between those two sides. And and that's a component of trust also mm-hmm. that um, that really hampers companies' ability to grow. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you've you got to be able to have the confidence in whether it be your boss or whether it be the employee under you that they're going to get the job done when you need it done and how you need it done. So, uh, what are, you know, on, on the topic of trust, what are resources available for people that they can, you know, go get and read through that will teach them more about building trust and the value of it? Yeah, so there's I mean, obviously there's
0: always books that we can co-grab, but man, I've really found a lot of very insightful videos mm-hmm. on either TED Talks or, right. or on YouTube. Right. Now, there's some some great presentations that are put out on trust. Mm-hmm. And I've I've looked at a lot of them, especially after doing the research for the partnership success pyramid. I really took each of those five elements and tried to break them down to just understand more of the art and science of them, the pieces of them. So not mm-hmm. only to understand what each of those imperatives are, but what can we do to, to leverage that knowledge? I mean, how yeah. can we build trust deeper, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. and how can we teach other people to do it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some great books out. Actually, uh, the speed of trust is one that I read Man, several years ago, many years ago, actually. Um, put out by Stephen Covey. It's, it's a great, great book. And, uh, you know, full of a lot of good information of, of what it means to build a a high trust organization, and then really the benefits that come from building a high trust organization. Um, And then another uh, book that's out there, uh, Trust Factor by Paul Zak. It is an awesome book. And, as an economist, as a researcher, kind of a data geek, I really love what Paul did with his work because he took a very quantitative, scientific approach, not just kind of anecdotal. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, both of those are tremendous resources, and and we use those within within our framework as we're teaching people uh, this this world of trust.
1: Right. Yeah, I've the. Paul Zak one specifically since I've recently watched his interview with you his the do, the just the depth of the research he did and like you said the science he applied to it it gives you an, an entire new view on what trust really is and it just yeah helps to like you said understand you it's one thing to understand what trust is but to be able to really apply it to build it it changes the game, really. Yeah, no question. Yeah, uh, so that also reminds me, since we've been posting snippets of our thought leader interviews into Q and As on LinkedIn, uh, you can follow us at on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and it's all at Partnernomics. So we got all of them covered, don't we? Yeah, we got them all covered. <laughs> I mean, we well, we appreciate the follow. So trying to get a following and just spread the spread the knowledge to these people yeah absolutely yeah.
0: well I mean, we had uh was it somebody from germany or something like that germany that responded back to one of our posts and yeah. yesterday i was um you know someone from canada obviously a lot closer but man it's cool to see that we have that that international reach even. yeah it
1: resonates with with all people yeah all over the all over the globe really
0: well let me throw something out there so we were talking about
1: you know the speed of trust a little
0: bit and uh stephen covey's work and my big takeaway from that book was he he had a line where he said trust is an economic engine and and what he develops you know very well in, in the book is this idea of organizations that are high trust they spend their time executing mm-hmm. they spend their time accomplishing goals or working toward their goals, working toward accomplishing those goals and they don't spend time always looking over their shoulder, waiting to see who's there to stab them in the back. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they trust each other and they, they trust that they're going to be treated fairly and that, like you were saying earlier, other employees have their
1: back. Right. Yeah. They know they don't, they don't have to worry about it as much. yeah. And there, actually, to that point, one of the comments on the LinkedIn post with Paul was, you know, talking about, you see people that lack trust in their own relationships, they're quicker to, you know, tell or say somebody isn't trustworthy. And that, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. So
0: yeah, the question that we posed out there with the Thought Leader interview with that uh, Q&A snippet was... Do you need to extend trust or give trust in order to receive trust? Right. And um, yeah, Paul's like yes, and you know he kind of went into into his explanation. Um, But yeah, trust is one of those interesting things, man, and it's so much can be gained by really understanding it. And like we said. It's it's the first imperative mm-hmm. with every relationship. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a solid base of trust, yeah, you're done. Yeah. You don't get to go to the next stage, right? You
1: don't make it to the next the next step. And that's 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 all it is. Is if you don't have that that floor to stand on, then you're gonna fall. Yeah. <laughs> so it uh, it's very important. So uh, I meant to ask you not necessarily relating to trust at all but to your book I wanted to ask you if you ever thought you would be an author never no never no I so after I finally finished
0: my dissertation man I was hoping that I would never even have to look at Microsoft Word again <laughs> I was so done yeah it took it's a it's a beast you know complete yeah. you know, the PhD dissertation it's massive I mean just so so deep in uh, in research and looking at and exploring hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of, of different studies mm-hmm. and pouring through all of that, man, I was so burnt, so spent, <laughs> and and actually it was just from after starting Partnernomics, you know, I wanted I so I started working with companies mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, where are they at, where are the processes, where are the challenges that they're having? Okay, now let's go in and f- and try to fix them. And what I constantly found myself doing was. Essentially, writing these little white papers or these little playbooks of okay, so here's the factors of success, here's mm-hmm. things that you need to focus on and and basically just writing these little these mini playbooks, if you will, right and I had lunch with another gentleman who is a six time author, and uh but I kept telling him I was like man i'm I'm really running into this wall because I feel like whenever I first start working with a company. I have to like hit rewind for a while and just get on the same page mm-hmm. with them, so that we're speaking the same language. Right, right. And and they have to have a playbook. Well, most of these companies, most of these organizations, didn't have a playbook at all. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, hey dummy, those white papers, those those little mini playbooks that you're giving people, um, we call those chapters. And so you just need to round this thing out. <laughs> to show people what your methodology is and it's going to make your life so much easier. Yeah.
1: Packaged everything together. Yeah. And that's
0: that's exactly what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to, I want to go ahead and throw some stuff out there if we've got enough time for it, just to talk about Paul Zach's work. Yeah. Um, We talked about, you know, so Paul took this very, very scientific, very analytical, very quantitative approach. um, When he's talking about trust and he was the first person that made this link, uh, not just a correlation, but causation. A causes B. And it was between trust and the the chemical oxytocin. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he did a significant amount of research and learned that there's eight different factors that lead to trust mm-hmm. and they grow trust and he, in his book, Trust Factor, that's kind of the the full component, the kind of the full breakout right. of all of his research, man, if you love numbers, you will love that book because mm-hmm. <laughs> it is full of them <laughs> to really get a clear picture of what trust is all about. But just some of the kind of high level pieces of that is he said that employees at high trust companies report 106% more energy, 76% more engaged, 74% less stress, and 50% higher productivity. Wow. I don't know a CEO that doesn't want all of those. <laughs> yeah,
1: all three. Yeah, that's... I mean, when I think back on relationships I've had in my life, regardless of the situation you know, that I'm in with this person, it, and I realize the ones that I trust, the relationship is better. I mean in any, any sense, you know? So, well, that about wraps us up time-wise. So before we conclude, I would like to mention again, if you have any questions for us to shoot an email to podcast at partnernomics.com and we will get those answered for you.
0: Awesome, buddy. Yeah, cool. Another one in the book. Another
1: one. <laughs> well,
0: thanks for tuning in to Partnernomics Podcast. We'll see you next time. Partnernomics Podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics Podcast, visit partnernomics.com.